0: This is Cedar Hills Community Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, a place to be loved, a place to belong, and a place to serve.
1: Good I want to welcome all of you to Cedar Hills Community Church and welcome those of you worshiping with us online. I'm Steve, one of the staff members here, and um, we're continuing our series on the Lord's Prayer. I want to start by asking you a question uh, When was the last time you were in awe? Maybe something comes back to your minds. Or maybe uh, thinking about the words we used in the, in the, in the uh, Lord's Prayer. When was the last time you hallowed, hallowed something? <laughs> maybe we don't use that word very much. I was w- thinking about this question because we're looking at the phrase, Hallowed be thy name in the Lord's Prayer. And I immediately thought of my trip to Lambeau Field. I'm going to share with you a picture. Uh, my brother and I, Rob, we got to go and I'd never been there before. It's kind of a, a bucket list thing and I was like, if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it. So you got to just put it on the schedule and say we're going. Uh, and so uh, we went there to the Titans game. It was a night game on Thursday and it was, it was so much fun. It was amazing. The energy Uh, the the passion of being with a bunch of people thousands of people they're all passionate excited about the same thing yelling and cheering um seeing those people that you see on tv but in person on the field it was an amazing experience and it and uh my i sent some videos to my family and kathy said that that when the kids watched, it they said daddy's having fun isn't he (laughs) Because you could see on my face. And if I'm honest, I was probably hallowing that experience. I was declaring this frozen tundra, in a sense, a little bit holy in my life. And and worthy of glory and honor. Um, But I guess this is a moment for me to confess that to you. Because when we pray in the Lord's Prayer... Hallowed be thy name. We can find joy in football and, the, and Lambeau Field, but there should be a level of holiness and honoring and hallowing that we give to God in his name that exceeds even that of the frozen tundra. So that's where I want to start with today when we are talking about that phrase from the well-known prayer, Hallowed be thy name. In my studies this week, I, one of the people I, 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 I watched and listened to and read a little bit was uh, John Piper's take on this phrase. And so I want to start you out with a, with a quote from what, how he described. He said, what does sanctify in the name of God mean? And he got sanctifying because if you look at the word that's translated hallowed, the most of it, when it's, that word is used, it's translated sanctify or sanctifying. So what does it mean to sanctify uh, God's name? It means to regard Him as holy, to reverence Him as holy, to esteem Him as holy, to honor Him as holy, to cherish Him as holy, and to treasure Him as holy. What is holy? The holiness of God is the utterly unique, infinitely pure and valuable transcendent godness so this would be if you're taking notes my first point I'm gonna give you a couple definitions but the first one hallowed be thy name means to regard him and him alone as holy and these reverence esteem honor cherish even to treasure God as holy Hopefully that's a good introduction um, to today's topic. Um, we are continuing a series. Last week, if you weren't here, I'd encourage you to go watch the video on Facebook or on our website. Um, we introduced the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11, verse one, where His disciples ask Him, "Lord, teach us to pray." So our posture in this whole series is going to be one of saying, "Lord." teach us to pray. So as we talk about what it means to hallowed God's name, it's not just from an academic standpoint, but we should be feeling and asking the question, how does this invite me to pray? How does this teach me and you, brothers and sisters, to pray more and to pray with more passion? So we're going to continue in Luke's telling of this prayer. So if you've got your Bibles you can turn to Luke chapter 11 and I want us to read the Lord's Prayer from Luke chapter 11. It's verses 1 and through 4. I'm going to use the ESV translation. You might have different translations if you have your own Bibles. That's what's going to be on the screens if you want to follow along. If you've got your devices you can pull that out and highlight whatever you'd like as well. I encourage you to get ready. We're going to be reading Luke 11 verses 1 through 4. Now, as we prepare to read these, I'm going to offer a prayer of blessing to you. May the Lord be with you. Lord, teach us to pray. Luke 11:1 1 through 4. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray... Say father Hallowed be thy name your kingdom come Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us And lead us not into temptation Amen Jesus prayer begins with something special it's not gonna be the main focus but I want to just pause and recognize he starts his prayer with father and it's significant because it's not a common way to pray the Hebrews his culture the other people who the, the the disciples would have heard this as being strange we might in our common culture where we use that word a lot to refer to God might miss the fact this was like monumental for Jesus to say that when you pray to the almighty creator God of the universe that you would call him Father. In fact, if Jesus didn't go on to do the rest of the things he did, to live a perfect holy life where he taught us what it means to follow God and to live out what the scriptures teach us, and if he didn't die on the cross to pay the price for our sins and rise again three days later, that we couldn't pray this way. It's only in the name of Jesus. It's only when his righteousness is, uh, is, is laid upon us through faith in his name and his sacrifice that we're allowed to call on God as father. So we must recognize that when we do this, we can. It, it, the scriptures even say that when we are in Christ through faith, we are like adopted. We are co-heirs with him to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And this is an amazing, unprecedented fact. The Jews of the Old Testament wouldn't even say God's holy name because it was too precious and hallowed. But we, brothers and sisters, through Jesus Christ, we can say that he is our father, our dad or daddy, depending on how you want to translate that. And before we move on, I just want to recognize that maybe for some of you here that, that brings up mourning because you've lost your father and there's grief around this word. Or maybe it was not a good relationship you had with your father and just recognize that, 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 that God, God would, would want to embrace you and say, I'm so sorry that that was your experience. But that doesn't define who God is. God really ultimately should define what a good father is. Is so if you're mourning that, if you're struggling with that name, just take that to God and, and, and ask Him to help you become more comfortable with that. The other person I was reading a lot about as he talked about what it means to hallow with thy name was J.I. Packer, as he talked about in a book. And this is what he said I like how he defined it. So, this would be my next main point about how hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? He says. What does hallowing thy name ask for? God's name in the Bible regularly means his person. Not just a name, it was his person that he revealed himself to be. And hallowed means to acknowledge and honor as holy. And holy is, is the Bible's word for making... That makes God different from us. He's holy. It's what different, he's different from us because of his awesome power and his purity. And this petition then asks that we praise and honor the God of the Bible. Of him only should be the issue of everything. So if this was your notes, i summarize just the last part of that. This, this phrase is a petition then that asks that The praise and honor of the God of the Bible and to him only be the issue of everything. If I'd say there was like a light bulb moment in studying this week, it would probably be this. To view hallowed be thy name as a petition I think I often in the past had viewed it as, well, let's start our our prayers by just declaring God's holiness. Saying, God, you are holy. But this, we see, is not just declaring he's holy, but inviting his holiness to be made known more in my life. More in our community. More in our city. More in your family. More in your workplace. When you say, hallowed be thy name, Father, You're inviting his holiness to become more real, to be manifested anew and in fresh ways in your life and in my life. Petition, in other words, last week I used the word supplication. I I had somebody ask me after the last message, um, what does SIT stand for? It was a model for prayer. Supplication, intercession, thanksgiving. Supplication is a synonym here for petition. It means to offer a prayer of request for something. So when we petition God, we're requesting something. So when we say "How would be Thy name," we're requesting more of His holiness to be made known in and around us. In fact, Piper—he, um, when I was studying this, he had a sabbatical for like six or eight months. He was going through a really hard time in his family and his faith, and so he stepped away from the church for a few months. And he was studying the Lord's prayer, and when he came back, the first sermon he gave he he shared a couple of things from his notes from his notebook that he was his prayer journal that he was writing in and about what god was telling him and i want to share with you one of the things he he said and he said it makes this how would be thy name like the peg on which the rest of the petitions for the prayer fall under and this is how he put it my one great passion my one great passion Nothing is more clear and unshakable to me than that the purpose of the universe is for the hallowing of God's name. Nothing is more clear and unshakable to me than that the purpose of the universe is for the hallowing of God's name. His kingdom comes for that. His will be done for that. Humans have this... Bread sustained life for that, for the hallowing of his name. Our sins are forgiven for that. We are allowed to escape temptations delivered from evil for that. For the fact that his name can be hallowed more. So we see the chief end of this prayer isn't for our edification, but it's for his glory. We see that when we pray, God, your kingdom come, we aren't just praying that his kingdom comes so that we can have more purpose and identity, but we're praying, Lord, your kingdom come because it will hallow your name more. We pray for our daily bread, not just because it helps sustain our life, but so that then with our life, we can hallow God's name we can honor we can glorify him with everything we do so we see this hallowed be by name is the center and all these other petitions kind of fall underneath and and are supported therefore the purpose of glorifying God I think Johann Sebastian Bach really understood this maybe you've heard a little of this story before I'm I'm certainly not the first preacher to use it Uh, but Johann Sebastian Bach he signed his music at the end he wrote three initials S.D. G. how many people know what that is before I say it SDG what it stands for all right some people in here it stands for Soli Deo Gloria Soli Deo Gloria it's Latin for glory to God alone this would be my definition of what this this means when we pray hallowed be thy name we're praying Soli Deo Gloria glory to God alone in all that we say in all that we do Bach understood that when he used his gift of composing music, the beauty of the music was to the glory of God alone. So I want to do something different. I don't know if you've prayed this way before, but we're going to listen to a clip of his music and kind of as prayer. So you can listen, you can have your heart stirred by the music, uh, but also to help make this a prayer, before we start the music, we're going to all pray together in unison, Soli Deo Gloria, and then the music will play. When the music stops, we'll again say "Soli Deo Gloria" together. Kind of a responsive prayer. We don't always do that in this church, but it it can be. I find some joy in it from time to time as uh, practicing it this way. So, um, I'm going to say one, two, three, and we'll say "Soli Deo Gloria" together. Then we'll hear the music and we'll close with it. All right, one, two, three, "Soli Deo Gloria." pray solely deo gloria so with that we practice this prayer we're not just talking about what this prayer means but we can practice it together we'll have another op- opportunity to do that a little bit later i want to to just kind of give you a background between this for this phrase he didn't just come up with this phrase himself I, i'm I didn't see in my studies that he was the origin of it but this phrase came from people who were studying the, the the Protestant Reformation. The original reformers didn't use this but one way we refer to the Reformation is having five solas or soli, five solas. And here they are. It's soli gratia, soli christo. So soli gratio is by grace alone, soli solo christo is by Christ alone, soli fide is by faith alone soli deo gloria is to the glory of god alone and sola scriptura is by the authority of scripture alone so historically our faith has been about these five only's and if you were going to hear the gospel described using these this would be it this is the gospel that we believe using these only's but i won't use that those terms when we put in english it says we are justified that's made right with god we are justified before god by grace alone on the basis of christ's blood alone and righteousness alone through the means and instrument of faith alone for the ultimate glory of god alone taught by the final and decisive authority of scripture alone that's the historic belief of of our church and many protestant churches is that it is it is by grace alone, through Christ alone, through faith alone, to the glory of God alone, as it's described in Scripture. So this idea of praying, soli Deo Gloria, is, is even a, a historical to our, to our faith to be able to pray that way. I think of this when I think of Romans 11. Paul has this like outburst, I would say, of, of how would be thy name. So I'm going to read it for you. You can mark it down. Probably you can't look it up, but it'll be on your screens. Romans 11:33 says this. We'll do through 36. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable is his judgments and how inscrutable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given him a gift that he might be repaid? Verse 36. For from him... And through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Hallowed be thy name. I like that this, where this is positioned in the book of Romans. The very next thing that he says in Romans 12.1 is this. I appeal to you therefore. So based on this exclamation of, of that all things are to God's glory. Therefore brothers and sisters, by God's mercy, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so you may be able to test and discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and pleasing. So see here, the life of a Christian, this Live a sacrificial life where, where you, you live for Christ, not for yourself. And you, you set your mind on things above so that your mind can be transformed instead of conformed to the pattern of this world. This Christian life all flows out of, out of 1136 where we're saying, God, all of it's for your glory. So now the way we live is as human living sacrifices. Our lives submitted to him. And I think if you put all of this in context, it helps me out because sometimes I can say, Well, Jesus, that sounds like a bummer. <laughs> well, Paul, your reign I parade, really you want me to live sacrificially? That sounds kind of hard. Sounds like maybe some of us want to say, You're trying too much. I kind of like Jesus. I like the things that we say here, but I'm not sure if I'm so all in to say I'm gonna live a living sacrifice for you. But I think a deep understanding of what soli deo gloria, what "How would be thy name means can help us understand even more how he made us for his glory. So when we live that out, we're actually finding the deepest joy. J.I. Packer put it this way as he was talking about it. He said, God is no sadist, and the principle of our creation is this. Believe it or not, and of course many don't, just as Satan doesn't, our duty and interest and delight completely coincide. So he's saying that the delight, the greatest joy of our life, can coincide with this Christian living duty of being a living sacrifice. That because God made us to hallow his name, when we're hallowing his name, we are in that place where we can find our greatest delight. This is the truth about creation. This is the way that we can live, a live as living sacrifice but also find ultimate fulfillment. So I hope you find that as comforting as I do. As we, uh, we're going to spend a little time here in, in closing before we wrap things up in doing some more prayer together. So this is going to be kind of responses. I, I think we've got some worship people coming up to help us with this. Um, so, the first service, they didn't have the worship team helping us out. So we're going to see the the working all the pieces together. We're going to do three parts in this, in this prayer time. We're going to have some scripture reading. I'm going to be reading from Revelation chapter 5. And I'll read a passage. And when I'm done reading, we'll pause and I'll say, we'll pray, Father, hallowed be thy name. So we responsive prayer, all of us together. And then they're going to lead us in the refrain from before the service that goes, all that all that is bows down all that breathes cries out at the mention of your name that's actually from a, a a worship song i came across in my studies the whole the name of the worship song is soli deo gloria and that's part of what the song's talking about so we'll sing this so we'll, we'll hear scripture we'll say we'll see if we get this all right father how would be thy name then we'll sing the phrase We'll say, Father, hallowed be thy name. We'll hear scripture again. Once we do it once, you'll see the cycle. It's a pattern. Between, between we'll start with Bible, prayer, singing, prayer, Bible. Okay, hopefully, hopefully that's pretty clear. <laughs> I, you're all pretty smart, I can tell. You got it. And if you want to bow your heads while we do it, if you want to lift your hands, this is prayer, this is praise. It's all integrated together. Um, so this is Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. When I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven and on earth and under the earth could open the scroll or even look at it. I wept and wept. Because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and look inside. Let's pray, Father, hallowed be thy name. All that is
0: bowed down, all that breathes cries out at the.
1: Father, would be thy name. Verse 5, Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it was slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and elders. The Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of, that God sent out over all the earth. And He went and He took the scroll from the right hand of Him who sat on the throne. And when He had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each with a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which is the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy is the, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe, every language, and people, and nation, and have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And they will reign with you on earth. Let's pray, Father, how it be thy name. Verse 11, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Father, Power would be thy name.
0: All that is bows down, all that breathes cries out.
1: 13 then i heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all of them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever father hallowed be thy name all that is it be thy name God we thank you so much that you invite us you created us to be a part of all that is this world that 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 proclaims your name that proclaims the glory of your name that dec- proclaims your holiness that just like we look at the stars and we we've tried to fathom the galaxies or the complexity of DNA we can also look to humanity and see that just as Jesus came and entered into humanity and lived that righteous life and died on the cross and rose again so that we through faith could enter into that new life and have our sins forgiven, have his righteousness put on us instead of our filthy rags. God, this is the type of thing that that makes our souls cry out, Hallowed be thy name, that makes our lives, the way we live as living sacrifices, our lives can cry out, Hallowed be thy name, that you could be glorified in this place in the words we sing but the way we live that you could be glorified in all of our lives you could be glorified in our families and that you could have honor and glory when we go to school and in our workplaces because of the way we live and the things we speak uh, the way we we manifest and reveal your holiness we pray this in your precious name amen
0: Thank you for joining us. If you would like to support the ministry of Cedar Hills, visit www.cedarhillscr.org.